everybody, welcome back to Sunnydale Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. And Jillian should probably, on the top, address this. Uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties with uh, this episode, especially, and I guess the next episode, technically. Yeah. But uh, So we're re-recording, and that's why we missed a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. Because it's always awkward when podcasts just suddenly stop, and you're like, what, what happened? Did, did and they we die? Don't mean to. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so just know that um, Brian's technically inept, and uh, that's all we'll say about that. But uh, how are you doing well, today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited um, to get back to doing readings of my own notes, and I'm hopefully will uh be able to do it coherently we'll see yeah and at least at least with these episodes it's going to be a little bit more fun to re-record them yes. unlike when we had to re-record hush that yeah. just like oh and um having to re-record uh wild at heart was not fun right. either, so yeah. <laughs> not yeah that wasn't that wasn't great okay. all right uh so we are here today to re-record <laughs> our episode covering Episodes 12 through 14, which are A New Man, The Ion Team, and Goodbye, Iowa. Yes. So the first episode that uh, we're going to cover today is uh, A New Man, originally aired January 25th, 2000, right. uh, written by Jane Espenson and directed by Michael Gershman. Awesome. All right. So fade in. Uh, Buffy is getting busy with Riley. The pair grope each other on a comically undersized bed, especially because... <laughs> Uh, the actor who plays Riley is enormous. He is. He was like, was he like a semi-pro professional, uh, a semi-pro basketball player? Yeah, he played in college. Yeah. Uh, Forest. Uh, so it looks very funny. Buffy and Riley uh, perform a tactical insertion each. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, my God. Out of order, that sounds very different from what it is. All right, so. Buffy mentions that Willow is <laughs> Buffy mentions that Willow's working late at the science lab. Um, and this would turn out to be a lie that Willow told to Buffy because Willow barges in on the pair to warn Buffy about a mysterious fire breathing demon in the rec room. Uh, Buffy and Riley jump to action. They perform a tactical insertion. This is this is where that was supposed to be. Um, so they you know, come from opposite entryways. Uh, each drawing their weapons and entering the room at either side. The room's illuminated, the lights come on, and all of Buffy's friends yell surprise. And I thought, uh, this is a great line, Willow. Guess you won't be killing anything tonight after all. And Buffy, uh, don't be so sure. <laughs> well, it's also, it's like a party at the college with a bunch of, like, their unnamed college friends. Right. So uh, Buffy and Riley have to very quickly hide the fact that they were carrying weapons. <laughs> yeah, not not necessarily a normal thing all college kids do. Right no. no. Oh, man. So at the party, uh, Giles is having a lot of trouble fitting in with the younger members of the group. As he regales Anya and Xander with the tales of his youth, Anya interjects that uh, this is really boring. And kind of shows that she's also having trouble fitting in with just humans in general here. Yeah. She just doesn't have, like, a filter. No. No. Just doesn't... She doesn't have any interest in it. Um, Buffy introduced her new boyfriend to Giles. Riley is pretty charming in this scene. Um, he... <laughs> he talks about how he did... 
he heard that Giles did such a good job uh, as librarian and that the library has really gone downhill since he left it, which is, of course, very funny, all things yep. considered. Because they um, <laughs> Buffy is excited to actually have a good birthday for once. There's no assassins, no missed ice shows, or boyfriends losing their souls this time. Yeah. Um, the scene ends with Giles feeling even more out of place as he starts to feel like Buffy has gotten a new mentor in Professor Walsh. Because Buffy just goes on and on about how great Professor Walsh is and how, you know, she knows Riley and all that. Um, and he's, <laughs> she's assured that she wouldn't be having fun at the party anyway, since she's like 40 and wouldn't want to hang around with kids. Uh, that's, this is punctuated by Riley saying, here you go, sir, while handing him cake. <laughs> oh man. So that, yeah, just brutal. It's not a good episode for Giles in, no. in this sense. They do a lot of really good setup for the shenanigans that happen later in the episode, yeah. but I mean, you just you you feel bad for Giles because he yeah. was like the the older, wiser mentor of the group. Like, mm -hmm. like even though uh, Buffy was like his only real responsibility there, he always was like that kind of father figure for uh, Willow and Xander, who all mm -hmm. two both just seem to not have parents or we know Xander has like a really bad home life. Right. Um, and Willow's parents are just. Yeah. Absent. In, yeah. In Tahiti. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, when Buffy is like kind of bragging about professor Walsh, it's all she mm -hmm. can talk about. And she's so smart and she's so yeah. this, and so that, and it's just like, Oh, your heart kind of breaks for Giles. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. So the next the next day, it's a moving day for Spike as Xander wants him out right away. And Anya is trying her best to be cordial and offers Spike Xander's lamp as a housewarming <laughs> gift. <laughs> Xander's like, know. oh, this is my lamp. You don't just give him my lamp. <laughs> she's, she's trying. She's, at least she's now. Trying. She wasn't trying before. <laughs> at least with this. Um, also, Spike has a very funny line where he, he's talking about not loving Xander's basement and how it's gross. He's like, I've known corpses with better smell. In fact, I've been one. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when Is this Spike when they asks... Talk to Spike... Oh, sorry. Is this when they talk to Spike about, like, what he would want in a crypt? I think, yeah. Like, <laughs> talking about decking it out and like, well, you'll need electricity yeah like, oh yeah blood will go bad without fridge and won't be able to watch tv <laughs> but i also love once he gets into the crypt like watching it become like a home over time oh yeah for sure it's great no spoilers there i don't think just you know a normal no. thing where someone moves into a new place but uh, so spike asks why buffy isn't there xander says she has a meeting with someone who's actually scary and it smash cuts to Professor Walsh, which, uh, you know, I think this is them setting Professor Walsh up as potentially untrustworthy. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, obviously, on top of teachers just being inherently scary in general. Yeah, yeah but uh, let's see. 
at this point, the Scoobies know that Professor Walsh is in charge of the initiative. Mm-hmm. So that they know that's why she's having the meeting with Professor Walsh. That I right. mean, that would that would explain why they think it's scary. Yeah, true, true. All right, so Buffy, Professor Walsh, and Riley have a meeting to talk candidly about their operations. Buffy being the slayer and Walsh heading up the initiative. While not being outright rude, Professor Walsh, who's a woman of science, is rather condescending in regards to Buffy's methods. Uh, Buffy, of course, being a mythical figure, something Walsh touches on in the conversation, as the initiative thought that she was only a legend. And I love Buffy's line. I'm sorry. Uh, Professor Walsh says, you know, oh, we thought you were a myth. And Buffy goes, oh, you were myth taken. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then just the look on her face of like, shit, did that actually come out of my mouth? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it did. So good. (laughs) Oh, man. So as Buffy's, you know, a mythical uh, figure, a legend, she is, you know part of the mystical world, whereas Professor Walsh, initiative is, uh, you know, part of the science world. And yeah. there's, you know, a good amount of conflict between the two in this season, especially. Um, since this is a show about Buffy, the vampire slayer, uh, of course, the mystic will always conquer the scientific approach. Um, I mean, you see this in her disdain for guns throughout the yeah. series <laughs> never helpful guns never work yeah um <laughs> at the end of the scene walsh points out that riley has managed to kill a whopping 17 hostiles 11 11 vampires and six demons they ask buffy how many she has killed and the scenes ends with the shot of buffy who doesn't really know how to explain that those are very low rookie numbers <laughs> compared to what yeah. she's been doing and this is one of those times where it's like a lot of Buffy is metaphors for real life. So this mm. is kind of, I mean, with the exception of Walsh being there and being the one asking, this is kind of like the equivalent of, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend get together right, and, yeah, yeah. you know, the whole what's your number thing. Right. Um, but at least in this context, in the context of this show, um, <clears throat> I mean, I can't imagine that Buffy has even kept count at this point. She's been no. killing vampires professionally four years running at this point. Mm-hmm. So the idea that she's even keeping tr- like kept track and yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Xander's killed more vampires than Riley has. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right, I so. mean, yeah, it's... It, you got to look at it this way. Like they pulled Riley out of secret ops training to be part of the initiative. Mm-hmm. But even then, like these numbers yeah. are kind of pathetic. <laughs> and that's not just me wanting to always stick it to Riley. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> so meanwhile, at a uh, Giles's apartment uh, condo, whatever it is, uh, he realizes that Damon Prince of Barvarian is set to rise that night. Um, and he realizes this when he's dusting his shelf. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> so I feel, you know, it's, it's relatable, right? Like, who hasn't forgotten whether or not they turn the oven off or whether or not a demon's going to rise? You know, it's all the same. Yeah, but, like, put it on a calendar, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So he recruits Willow, um... To help him as there's no time to find Buffy. And this kind of shows how like fractured the 
the group is now with the addition of the initiative and Riley and all that. Um, I think on the quad right there walking, Buffy is telling Riley her war stories. He's uh, pretty <laughs> shook. He's impressed and a little emasculated, honestly. So this is Riley. Uh, when I saw you stop the world from ending, I assumed that was a big deal for you. I'm not even sure. Um, he also goes on to say, I'm not even sure I could take you. And then Buffy says, it depends on your meaning. So there's that. I like that at one point he says, now I'm trying to figure out what the plural of apocalypse is. Right. Oh, I don't know the answer, but uh, <laughs> it's like, is it apocalypse? Apocalypses? Yeah. Apocalypse, apocalypse. I don't know. I don't know. But I think uh, that is kind of the one hard thing with shows um, like this, where once you introduce an end of the world scenario, you can't really go back. You know, it's like everything is going to have to be a as big of a threat, at least is the last thing for it to feel like the story is kind of moving forward. You know what I mean? Well, Normally, they'd use an apocalypse as, like, a big season ender or something, with mm. the exception... I mean, because... So they had, like, the season one finale apocalypse with the Master. They had the mm. season... Season two apocalypse with Akathla. Uh There was that little apocalypse that we barely even saw in the Zeppo. Yep. And then oh, the yeah, season that two one. apocalypse... <laughs> yeah. Where it was like kind of implied, but we have no idea what happened. We just see everybody beat up like later. It's a tentacle um, monster for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there was the season three finale apocalypse with the master. Mm. But then there was also there's. Wait, when's the one in this season? Um, with the earthquake, and. Uh... Was that last episode that we covered? Was that Doomed? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, last that episode. That was kind of a late apocalypse, but... Yeah. yeah, where Buffy defies the law of physics and falls fast yep. enough to catch. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, and Riley just somehow had, like... Riley just somehow had, like, 100 miles of uh, uh, rope or whatever. Yeah. Tension wire on his belt. Oh, but yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, where are we? Giles, while looking for Buffy, meets Professor Walsh. Um, he awkwardly tries to shoehorn in a literary reference to the myth of Theseus in the Minotaur. It doesn't go over very well. Partially due to his awkward delivery and partially because, you know. They're such different. Uh, they're both very smart, but they're di smart in very different ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they just can't really see eye to eye. And it's just, you know, I, I think that the scene is just kind of working to set up more like distance between the Scoobies and the initiative and how they're handling the various goings on. Yeah. Um, it helps to kind of more more solidly create that divide between the Scoobies and um, and the initiative where Buffy has to kind of try to choose. Mm -hmm. it, it creates like a, a choice for her about, do I stick with 
my boyfriend and his very impressively dressed but kind of ragtag team of demon hunters? Right. Or do I go with my tried and true friends who have a different approach, but it typically turns out better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. All right, so there's obviously tension between the pair as the uh, subtly take digs at one another. <laughs> not um, so subtle. No, not so subtle. <laughs> also, Walsh mentions that Buffy lacks a male role model, which is pretty pretty rude, straight up, just mean. She tries to go all psycho babble on uh, on Giles and saying that, oh, you know, the things that I notice about Buffy's personality. Uh, you can draw a direct line to her absence of a real, uh, male role model. Right. Like, bitch, you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. Pretty uncalled for, I would say. Go back and sit behind your desk. <laughs> so uh, Giles isn't able to find Buffy. So Giles, Willow, and Xander uh, go to stop the demon from emerging. They're running late. Um, but when they get there... They see that it hasn't risen, and Willow says that the initiative probably already took care of it. She also lets Giles know that Riley is part of the initiative, something that everyone, including Anya and Spike, already knew, but they all forgot to tell Giles. Um, Giles, when they're saying, like, what he's like, who knew? Um, and he's like, Spike? Spike knew? <laughs> and Xander's like, only the basic stuff, uh, like Riley is a commando and Professor Walsh is in charge. Child, Professor Walsh, that fishwife? <laughs> of course, I didn't know what that meant, so I looked it up. Um, a fishwife or fish lass is a woman who sells fish, often the wives and daughters of fishermen. Fishwives were notoriously loud and foul-mouthed, as noted in the expression, to swear like a fishwife. Huh. So, pretty... Pretty English dig, but yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like uh, Giles, your English is, is showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so with all this happening, Willow and Xander are like, "All right, um, we can stick around." And he's like, "Well, you can go." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, we'll go then." And they leave, and then Giles is like, "All right, I guess there's nothing here." He leaves, and then one of my all-time favorite moments in. The history oh of the show God. happens. Ethan, remember him? He emerges from the shadows, menacingly monologuing, and Giles hears and comes back in. It's like, is anyone here? And Ethan's like, oh, bugger, I thought you've gone. I love that scene. Well, that's one of those uh, subverting expectations. They like to do that a lot with the bad guy monologue mm -hmm. because it's like... Uh, when Spike came back oh, yeah. <laughs> this season and he's in the tree and he's doing his bad guy monologue as Buffy's walking away mm. and then he gets uh, tased by the initiative and taken away. Yeah. And That's this so is another good. one. <laughs> so Ethan, um, Ethan Rain, he is a character that we haven't seen since Band Candy. Oh, yes. So his, his first appearance was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, second appearance was Band Candy, and this is his third appearance. Mm -hmm. Or no, wait. There's another one where there uh, was another one. The the demon that they had summoned back in their youth was killing off yeah. all their friends, and uh, Miss Calendar yep. got infected yep. by it, and then Angel Angelus killed it. So does he his show own up body. twice? Does he show up twice in season two? Yeah, because that would have been before Angel went evil. Right. 
Um, Obviously, because Miss Calendar's alive. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just really curious now. No, that's all right. So he showed up in Halloween, which was season two, episode six. Mm -hmm. And then he showed up in Band Candy, mm. which was season three, episode six. <laughs> uh, and then... It's not killed by death. It's not... No. The Dark Age. Season two, episode eight. Gotcha. Oh so man, so there were only there were only two episodes between Halloween and the Dark Age. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Sorry. That was just me being That's curious. All right. So So Giles is like, you you don't know how much kicking your ass is gonna improve my night. Oh my god. <laughs> Neeson's like he uses his uh get out of jail if there's evil coming. So don't kick my ass. So I can tell you about it. Oh man! So they go to a bar. To a drink. Yeah, they go to the bar to discuss it over drinks. Um, Ethan's really gross with the waitress and insists on oh giving a number. Um, so Ethan warns Giles that the demons are afraid of something called three fourteen, uh, which has to do with the initiative, and they're getting all riled up, um, which is going to lead to a greater conflict between like all the demons and the initiative. And then, you know, it's cuts to Buffy and Riley again, the myth versus science and they're sparring. So yep. a little bit more to reinforce that. Um, <laughs> Riley convinces Buffy to go all out in their sparring session. And so Buffy seemingly does. And she tosses Riley across the room. <laughs> Which is great. Hit a wall and then a pad falls on top of him too. It's like like she really throws him. Yeah. And she says uh, later that she was actually uh holding back some. And it, yeah. just, it, it just really goes to illustrate how like like we see the slayer strength, but we also but we usually see it in connection to fighting a vampire who already mm. has super strength. So it's right. hard to understand like exactly how many leagues above a normal human she is. Mm-hmm. Because usually she's paired semi-evenly with whatever demon mm -hmm. or um, vampire she's fighting. Or in this slayer. case, <laughs> yeah. In this case, we see her take out somebody who's supposed to be like a good couple steps ahead from a normal human because mm -hmm. he's supposed to be, you know, army trained, taken out of special ops and blah, 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 trained by the initiative. So you really get to see here just how far above everybody else uh, mm -hmm. Buffy is in terms of just like raw strength and power. Right. Yeah, it's it's just a great scene. <laughs> so back at the bar, Giles laments that his place uh, in the he laments about his place in the demon fighting world and how he's kind of feeling useless in general. Uh, the initiative is getting the job done while he fumbles around with no direction. Uh, again, this is when Ethan is a creep with the uh, waitress and gives a number. Um, it implies the night is a time of magic to her, which is interesting. Um, but that cuts to Willow and Tara. 
um, who are working on like their magic, practicing it together, and they're mm-hmm. uh, in a test of synchronicity. Uh, they levitate a rose, but when they start to try to pluck the petals off of it, it shoots across the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see, like, they go pick it up, and like all the petals are just like burnt off the yeah. end. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Not good. No. So the next morning, Giles wakes up as a demon. And, uh, you know, he has horns, the whole deal, fangs, scaly, brown, like, dinosaur-almost-looking demon. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, he's not used to his demon strength, so when he goes to lean against the wall, he just breaks through it. Um, <laughs> he tries to touch the railing, he breaks that. He tries to pick up his phone. It just crumbles in his hand. He puts on a shirt and it just rips because he's so much bigger than he normally is. And then he goes to leave and he just rips the door off of its hinges. Which is obviously great. It's a lot of bloody hells going on. Yeah. Uh, Elsewhere, Willow and Buffy are sitting down to breakfast. Buffy says she likes both waffles and pancakes and then asks Willow where she was last night because she didn't hear her coming. Um, Willow lies and saying that she was in the chem lab all night testing a spell. And she tells Buffy about the rose and how it felt like dark magic blocked her spell. Um, I don't know if the pancakes and waffles was an allusion to Willow, you know, liking both pancakes and waffles as it were. I don't know what the <laughs> swan put a flag. Maybe that was what you're intending. <laughs> Probably. It was probably, probably a little, like, sneaky thing in there. Yeah. Um, Willow tells Buffy Giles is feeling bad about being out of the loop. Um, let's see. Buffy is full-on friend in a new relationship where she's completely abandoned her normal life to spend all her time with Riley. You know, it happens. Everyone knows. Yeah. Um, Giles wakes up Xander. <laughs> And tries to explain what happened, but he's speaking in a demon language, so Xander obviously freaks out. Uh, well, runs away. Okay. So Giles, who couldn't lean against the wall without putting his hand through it earlier, mm. somehow manages to sneak into Xander's house, yeah. get down to the basement, and be like standing over him trying to gently wake him up and being like, you know, okay... Don't freak out. Things <laughs> happened. I'm not sure what's going on. But when you open your eyes, don't freak out. Giles does not realize that he's not speaking English. No. So <laughs> so when Xander wakes up, he just sees a demon standing over him, like, talking in some other language. He's like, oh, my God, it's like I'm a demon magnet again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So obviously after this scene, Xander tells the gang about what happened and they go to consult uh, Giles and they just find his place destroyed um, and they find his shirt ripped um, and Anya says I think he may have been eaten because of the shirt <laughs> being ripped so now they think that this demon has killed Giles um, mm-hmm. in the cemetery Giles is confronted by Spike you know Spike is all about just beating up demons now because he can't kill humans um and then he's just kind of like oh very well like let's go like fucking spike 
course. And Spike's like, Giles? <laughs> and he's like, wait, you, you can understand me? And he's like, well, yeah, I speak the demon language you're speaking. And he's just very, very amused by the entire situation. Oh, yeah. Spike's like, this is, this is hysterical. This is great. How did you manage to do this? And also, ha! <laughs> oh, man. So Giles offers Spike money to help him find Ethan. Uh, they settle on $200. Um, Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Anya are looking for the demon that took Giles. Riley arrives because the initiative are tapped into the 911 calls, which is... Uh, this is before the Patriot Act, even, so this is not great. Government no. overreach a little bit. Um, Spike and Giles have a pretty fun buddy cop moment in the car. Giles starts to feel himself becoming more demon-like, and Spike kind of encourages this. <laughs> you know, he tells him about, like, what type of demon he is, how those demons usually are very smart. They're just, like, muscle, and they have, what is it, like, acidic mucus something like that yeah, yeah. something really gross he's but, like are you uh, serious he's like no i'm just kidding like, <laughs> but yeah he like, wants him kidding, to embrace if, it it's like if you feel a sneeze coming on you warn me <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man but yeah of course spike not being able to do evil like he wants he wants giles to embrace the evilness and Giles oh, yeah. kind of does because he makes Spike stop the car because <laughs> he sees Professor Walsh on the street and he chases after her. Just like, ah, <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, because it's like he does the stupidest little run after her and he only chases her about a third of a block. She's yeah. running, screaming for her life. And he just goes, run <laughs> and then walks away, get back in the car. Yeah, you can hear Spike laughing in the background. So <laughs> great. Oh, man. <laughs> so later, uh, Professor Walsh tells Riley the demon attacked her after emerging from a car. They discover <laughs> what type of demon Giles is. Uh, of course, they know that he's the muscle enforcer type. Uh, they deduce that whatever caused the dark magic spike the night before was likely controlling the demon. Mm. Also, Buffy decides she's going to kill the demon, but she needs silver. So she finds the smallest letter opener. <laughs> That's silver. Uh, and she's going to use that to slay this demon. <laughs> I love how there's like, there's like a chest two feet away that has a bunch of weapons in it. And she just mm. decides to pick up a letter opener off of. Yeah. Chest. Apparently they never were worried about evil werewolves. You know, you, isn't that silver bullets, though? I don't know if you can stab well, like, a werewolf with silver, in fairness. That's silver bullets. Yeah. And also, they use the trank gun. Right, yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, no, I just think it's... And it's very much like uh, Buffy realizes, like, oh, my God, Giles is dead. Like, you know, she, she realizes what she's lost and mm. how, like, she had kind of been taking him for granted so she's like i'm gonna right. i'm gonna kill the demon for giles yeah so at the bar from the night before spike kind of plays detective which i think is really funny it's like vampires if they can't kill they immediately become like private detectives angel did it now spike <laughs> um so he gets the location of where ethan is based on the phone number 
and a note that he passed while drinking, presumably saying the hotel he was staying at. Yeah, it's the note that he passed to the waitress because he's a skeezy slimeball. Oh, man. So Buffy breaks into the magic shop with Riley, who says he has a master key for every shop on Main Street, which is, again, it's a lot. The Um, initiatives are part stupid, part deus ex machina. Yeah. So they figured out that Ethan Rain is behind all of this because there's receipts from him. In the cash register, uh, Riley calls in to get the location of where he is. Um, Riley isn't supposed to bring Buffy along to kill the demon, but I mean, come on, it's not gonna not happen. It's like this is Giles we're talking about, yeah. also. You're gonna stop her, yeah, exactly. I just threw you across the room, like, yeah. I'll do <laughs> it again, yeah. <laughs> oh man, she's like, no, you're, I'm going and you're coming along with me. That's what it is. So in the car, Giles is slipping further into his demon abyss. uh, Just as the initiative finds them, Uh, Giles hops out after convincing Spike to keep their intention with another $100 bribe. It's very fun. Uh, While he's he's doing this, uh, Buffy and Riley are on Giles' tail as he breaks into Ethan's room and starts screaming and throwing him around and (laughs) while this is all going on we cut back to spike as he loses the initiative but then immediately just crashes giles car and he's like well all right (laughs) did my job yeah (laughs) so once uh buffy gets in there she fights giles uh she kicks giles butt uh however after she stabs him (laughs) He, she looks into his eyes and realizes it's actually Giles. Fortunately, the letter opener isn't real silver. I don't know why she thought it was. I don't know. She wasn't <laughs> thinking straight, clearly. Yeah. So Ethan turns Giles back. And he has this great line where he's like, I really need to learn to do the damage and get out of town. It's the stay and gloat that gets me every time. You don't say. Yeah. Well, because he would have gotten away with the whole bang candy thing if he hadn't just stuck around in the warehouse. Yeah. So Riley arrests Ethan, which is a great scene. Giles, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go watch the manhandle him into a vehicle. Um, Giles is way too happy about that. Yeah. And Riley says to uh, Buffy, uh, you're really strong, like Spider-Man strong. Which I'd say that's accurate, right? She she's the mostly like Peter Parker in terms of heroes that I would compare her to. Peter yeah. Parker, a little bit of Jessica Jones thrown in there. I never watched Jessica Jones, so I don't know. You know who's a producer on this on Jessica Jones? Jane oh. Espenson. Yeah. Yeah. She that I and Gilmore know. Girls. Who knew? I found that out this morning when I was watching it with Jenny. I was like, oh, like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. And I saw oh, her yeah. name on the screen. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I think it's, what was it? Uh, Giles asks Buffy about how he, or how she was able to recognize that it was him. And she's like, your eyes. No one can look that annoyed and that proud of me at the same time. <laughs> it's just like a really sweet moment. Yeah. And then Giles takes off to go watch them manhandle Ethan into a car. 
Oh, man. So the next day, uh, Buffy apologized Giles and for stabbing him and also not telling him about Riley. You know, both pretty bad. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not just not telling him about Riley. It's not telling him about Professor Walsh and the initiative because right. he had been spending all of this time uh, like tracking down like he had that map with all the pins in it about every yeah. sighting and all this information and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, Buffy knew everything and just didn't tell him. He also had the drawing that Xander did of the soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Would have gotten there eventually, I'm sure. Um, Giles is concerned about what Ethan said about 314 and the initiative in general. He's also a little concerned about her relationship with Riley due to like, where her allegiance would lie if the initiative turned out to not be everything it was projecting itself to be. Um, we get a scene of Professor Walsh and Riley, and they're having pretty much the same conversation about where he stands with Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this conversation's over, Professor Walsh walks into a door behind a key code, and that door is labeled 314. And that's it. Credits. <laughs> So, what did you give this episode as a rating? Watch or pass, of course. Um, I give this one a, I give it a watch. Um, yeah. I I give it like a seven. Like it's a it's a good funny episode. I mm-hmm. like that it's Giles centric. We don't get a lot of Giles centric episodes. It's true. Um, yeah. and it also just has some really funny moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the whole buddy cop thing with Spike and Giles in the car and. I think it's just a really fun episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's kind of a toss-up for me between Watch or Pass, because we don't get all that much new information. Mm. Um, we kind of just get like a reunited Buffy and Giles mm. type situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a seven also. I think it's fun. Um, definitely want like more of a fun episode than a serious episode. Yeah. Uh, we do get the introduction of the new threat of whatever 314 is. And, yeah. you know, so we'll see. We'll see with that. Um, so we have next the Iron Team, right? Yep. All right. Do you want to read all the, the info about it? Or do you want me to? <laughs> I can, do this. I can do this one. All right. So originally aired February 8th, 2000, written by David Fury and directed by James A. Cotton. Good job. So we see, so we start on Willow seemingly doing a spell. As the camera pans out, it's revealed that she's playing cards with uh, Xander and Anya. So I didn't know what this card game was, uh, but Jenny and her family are really into card games and board games. So I had her watch the scene. To tell me, she said that they're playing five card draw. So in that, players can replace the cards in their hands that they don't want, and that's why Anya's like she doesn't want any of the cards in her hand. Um, Xander is also selling health bars because you know selling bars is always is a good thing in Sunnydale, right? Well, he probably thinks that he has some uh, skills in that department with how well he was able to sell the candy bars and bring candy. Or wait, did he sell? No, wait, hold on. Did he sell most of his or did he eat them? He might have ate them. Oh, yeah, he might have ate them. <laughs> he sold them to himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So Anya won the hand of the game with three kings. 
which makes it even funnier that she didn't want any of her cards. Um, Anya and Xander are skeptical of the initiative, while Willow's more hopeful. You know, I think Xander's just always skeptical of any guys that Buffy's with. Yeah. Always. So that definitely leads into it. And Anya is an ex-demon, so she's not about the initiative at all. No. Um, Elsewhere, off of this scene, Buffy's being hunted by the commandos of the initiative. But she pretty easily dispatches them before it's revealed to be a training mission for the initiative as they're trying to track Buffy down. Riley's very impressed by her work. Professor Walsh is not as impressed in the background as she glares at Buffy. Well, because doesn't Buffy, like, literally, like, either tase or shoot with, like, the... Yeah, so the first guy comes and she, like, grabs him, uses him as a human shield. He gets tased by the gun, and then she, like, throws him at the other people. She just beats their ass. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure later it was, it's actually revealed that it was, uh, what's his name? Is it Grant? Graham. Graham. Yeah. For some reason, I always want to call him Grant, but it's Graham. Um, Dude, but anyways... I, I always forget his name until someone <laughs> says it in the episode. I'm like, Graham, yes. <laughs> right, the one of Riley's friends who doesn't suck. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Forrest is the worst. Mm-hmm. But Graham's, like, pretty nice about it. He's like, great job, Buffy. Like, you really oh, yeah. beat the crap out of us. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, could he have been around more? Could we have gotten right? less of Forrest and more of Graham? <laughs> uh, there just wouldn't have been any conflict. <laughs> Graham's like, yeah, it's Graham. He's a nice guy. Just in the back. We would have missed out waving. on the, the one good Forrest line, which is uh, when Riley realizes that he likes Buffy. <laughs> Forrest goes, You're kind of an idiot. <laughs> True. Oh, man. <laughs> so, where was I? Sorry, for uh, some and reason. And also, no, you're good. No, you go. Okay, uh, and also with Professor Walsh not being impressed by Buffy, like, come on, girl. Like, one, <laughs> she's the Slayer. She's been doing this for longer than pretty much all your guys combined. Mm. And also, like, I'm sorry, but this is not the time to be unimpressed or angry at Buffy for dispatching your guys. This is the time to be like, you know what? Maybe Buffy could teach my guys a thing or two. Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> you have a lot to learn. But I think it's also that Buffy and the way that she's been trained and the way that she just kind of is as a person, it's very much more like improvised fighting. Mm. Like she, anything that she finds at her disposal, she uses, um, like she has very much more of a improvised, less rehearsed, um, less kind of tactical and by the books fighting style. Mm. So when her, when like the initiative guys who are very, by the books, here's how you throw a punch. There's no other way to throw a punch. Yeah. Like, it kind of, that's why she'll win out in the end. is because yeah. she has that creative thinking side. Yeah, I mean, Buffy's been fighting to the death with vampires, like, every night since she was 15. So yeah. <laughs> she knows what a real, like, fight is and what, yeah. what has to be done. So um, Buffy is telling Willow about the night before and how she used one of the commandos as a human shield. He got hit with 12,000 volts and took two hours to recover. Oh, so which maybe makes me be like, Graham, then. Yeah. 
Uh, so it makes me be like, damn, she wasn't worried that that would have hurt her if she got shot and they were just shooting that willy nilly at her. They had pads um, on, it's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Willow and Buffy say they're going to meet up with the bronze later and that the group hasn't been together so much ever since Buffy and Riley started dating. Even during this scene, Buffy's distracted by Riley in the background while Lilo laments uh, her being the only single one of the group. It's a fun, like, she's like, Riley, like, I think just buys a Twinkie from the cafeteria. And she's like, that's all he's eating for lunch. He's going to be in trouble later. <laughs> I don't think Which, the Twinkie is on uh, Professor Walsh's prescribed food plan. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, man. So Giles goes to Spike's place to square up from the previous episode. Um, it seems Spike has moved into the crypt where the demon was supposed to rise in the last episode. Or it's mm-hmm. a very similar crypt. I mean, I'm 100% sure it's the same set. I don't know if it's supposed to be the exact same place. It um, might be. Yeah. And like I said about the last episode, I really love watching Spike make this place his own as the seasons progress. Mm-hmm. Um, when he goes in, Spike's like, hey, watch... Uh, watch your feet and Jaws like oh yes how careless of me to track mud all over your mud <laughs> oh man so Giles tries to recruit Spike to the forces of good Spike isn't interested but also doesn't want to leave Sunnytale <laughs> uh, Spike says the honeymoon oh, wow. phase of him being friends with the group is over uh, cut to Buffy and Riley who are very much in the honeymoon phase of their relationship mm-hmm um, they talk about how they want to take their relationship to the next level and uh, Riley shows Buffy his business which is the lab uh, when they get down there Buffy says you said it was big you told me but you never said it was huge Riley is like yeah don't want to brag <laughs> they start kissing and then Professor Walsh interrupts it so just a great great scene oh yeah I wonder if there's some uh, underlying meaning in the text there. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe the subtext is rapidly becoming text. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. All right. So Walsh gives Buffy some reading material as well as a tour of the initiative. Uh, It becomes clear that the behavior modified Spike because there's a couple of demons in like the tinfoil pit. Um, and they're doing surgery and they're saying that they are putting behavior modification chips in them. And I was like, okay, well, that's obviously what happened in Spike. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy nearly breaks a $20,000 comm cam, which uh, monitors the user's heart rate as well as sends a signal back to headquarters of what they're seeing. Yep. Um, and then Buffy finally gets a pager. Something we've been saying she's needed, and she had at one point, but then lost, apparently. It probably got wet when she drowned. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. So Tara attempts to give Willow a gift of a crystal, but uh, Willow refuses because it's a family heirloom of Tara's. Tara feels left out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tara kind of tells Willow that she feels left out because Willow doesn't really want to introduce her to her friends. Um, 
and and they can't hang out when she's hanging out with the Scoobies and it's just the whole thing. Um, we finally get to see what's inside 314. It's a demon hybrid that's also covered in metal. There's a lot going on here. Walsh calls it her baby and his name is Adam. So it's kind of a, it's a demon human robot mix. Yeah. Cyborg. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Willow, Xander and Anya are at the bronze. Buffy shows up an hour late with Riley and all of his dude bros in tow. (laughs) Um, Willow's sad because if she knew that they were inviting other people outside the group, she would have invited Tara. Um, and Buffy tells Willow about joining up with the initiative and it's kind of like, oh, I don't really need you guys anymore. I mean, she doesn't say that, but she's like, yeah, it's like all these resources. So kind of sad. Yeah. Um, and pretty much as soon as they arrive, they get Paige to leave. So uh, Professor Walsh tells the team that they're going after a demon with a bone spear in his arm that's, like, retractable. Uh, they tell them not to damage that because they, they need the bone to spear to study. Buffy's very confused by this um, because she's like, well, if you're going to kill it, you got to do whatever you got to do. Like, if you're going to yeah. break the, the bone spear, you got to do that. Like... Come on. She's, she says something to the effect of, <laughs> in my experience, uh, things uh, things get broken when you're fighting for your life and better there yeah, than mine. Exactly. So um, she also, the initiative doesn't really view the demons as like creatures that are capable of high levels of intelligence. They're just no. animals to animals. the initiative. Um, well, well, Buffy finds that understanding, like, the motivations and desires of the demons kind of help her when she's fighting them, because she can kind of have a better sense of what they might be capable of. Right. I just find this scene hysterical, because it's literally, like, (laughs) you see uh, Professor Walsh and her scientist lackey dude like giving Mm. this presentation there's like a projector with a picture of the demon on it and then you look out and it's just the sea of guys in the uh i don't know what you call it but like the 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 dark green yeah Yeah, well not like yeah 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 and then you see buffy in this like bright orange halter top (laughs) and and, uh somebody says to her at one point like hey buffy do you want to like go change She's like, oh, no, I've fought demons in this halter top many times. That's <laughs> one of the best things. Like, even that meme of, like, the, like, model walking down the runway and, like, the... It's just, like, a piece of cloth with, like, chains, like, and clipped. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, man, I'll try to find it for you as I derail. <laughs> It's so accurate. So good. Yeah, it really. <laughs> that is great. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'll put that on screen for the viewers. Tonight. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, obviously, like you said, she wouldn't be caught dead in the, the army fatigues. No. Oh. 
So later on, Willow seeks comfort in Tara, um, and she gives her a late night visit. Um, back in the initiative, Buffy is concerned. Walsh doesn't like her because she asks too many questions and isn't great order. Isn't a great order follower. Which well, yeah, I mean, but like all the guys in the initiative are basically taught don't ask questions. Yeah, they're yes men. <laughs> yeah. So then Buffy comes in. In her, oh no, I can fight in this halter top. It's not a big mm. deal. And like, and like she won't fall in line with the army guys. She's asking a ton of questions. She doesn't understand the whole like, um, kill but don't damage and bring it back mm. so we can study it. Like, yeah. It's just scary. <laughs> and I mean, this was definitely something that Giles struggled with at first, but Giles adapted to Buffy, you know? Mm-hmm. Or just like, won't you ever just do what I tell you to do? <laughs> For once, can you just do what you're told? <laughs> uh, but the initiative is not like that. But Riley assures her that Walsh likes her. In fact, she liked Buffy before Riley liked Buffy. And Buffy's like, what do you mean she liked me before you did? You didn't like me? <laughs> oh, man. It makes so, it feel, though, like... So, you know how we've looked at, like, kind of Buffy compared to Kendra? And yeah. Kendra was very much a, you know, we have to go back to the Watcher. The Watcher will tell mm-hmm. us what to do next. We need to bring yeah. the information directly to the Watcher, and we cannot go and do anything else next. Like, we have yeah. to go back to the Watcher. The Watcher makes the decisions. Mm-hmm. If Buffy had been more like Kendra, mm-hmm. at least, like, the first episode where we saw Kendra, or the mm-hmm. first two episodes, I think that there wouldn't have been an issue with Walsh because this other Slayer, Kendra-esque Slayer, would have seen Walsh as, okay, you are my you are my Watcher equivalent authority yeah. figure right now. Right. But you and know, this is why Buffy's the best, though. Yes. Yeah. She does whatever oh, she wants, that. and she gets the job done. And no shade, but Kendra, you know, did die. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Buffy died. Well, that too, was so extenuating circumstances. You're still a <laughs> yeah. you're still a hypnotizer. That was extenuating circumstances. Yeah, right. And Buffy and had kind Buffy of Buffy helped... died too. That's the only reason Kendra was a slayer. So, yeah. In fairness, but Buffy came back. <laughs> right. It's a little easier to come back from drowning, I guess, than getting your throat cut by a nail. This is true. This yeah. is true. R.I.P. Kendra. I really like Kendra. Her accent, not great, but... No. No. <laughs> but she was a good character, and it was very sad yeah. she died. So, just to be clear here, the only point I'm trying to make is that if mm-hmm. Buffy had been more of a by-the-books, uh, trained using the Watcher's manual training guide, mm-hmm. then there probably wouldn't have been as much friction between her and Walsh. Right. I was like... Obviously, I didn't see Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie, but like no. I don't understand like how the Watcher Council was so good at finding all these potential Slayers to train from when they were young, and they just like whiffed on Buffy completely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're better at finding them in other countries. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. It's just so weird. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I mean, I think that the Watcher's Council is supposed to have, like, some, uh, 
Oh, what was it? it? Well, I know that it was the Watcher's Council was supposed to have some warlocks and mm-hmm. witches at their disposal who do spells and help find potentials. Right. But then Kendra, like, it's part of her culture and wherever yeah. she came from that, you know, if you are a potential, you are taken away from your family very young and trained mm-hmm. from a young age just in case you get called. But, yeah, they, they didn't see Buffy coming. No. Oh man. Anyways, where were we? Alright, yeah, so Farce is mad that his best bro is spending too much time with his new girlfriend. Um, very vocal about this. His group of army bros stumble upon Spike. Spike sees them and throws a bag of groceries that he has at them. Uh and then runs away. Yep. <laughs> and as he's running away, he gets shot, uh, but it's just with a tracker. So um, elsewhere, the demon they're looking for attacks Buffy and Riley. And then we get a really, really strange montage of them kicking the demon's ass and also sleeping with each other. And it has some weird slow techno over it. This was a choice, to be sure. It's all just very weird. And I just kind of have to ask... uh, I mean, this is directed by James Cotner. He's like, James, why? <laughs> he sees uh, he sees Joss uh, just doing whatever he wants. And he's like, I'm going to take a chance. And I was like, I'd never do that again. What the fuck was like, that? Hush, piece of uh, TV genius in history. Yep. The Iron Team, not so much. Not so much. Oh, man. But during this scene, we also find that there's a camera in Riley's room and Walsh is watching them do it, which is gross considering Walsh is like Riley's mother figure. It's so weird. (laughs) Oh, man. At uh, Giles' apartment, Xander tries to sell Giles a bar. Um, He does convince Giles to buy and Giles takes a bite and he's like, Get out of my apartment. Right Please leave my home. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when this happens, Spike barges in. And Giles, of course, has to rip Spike. Oh. He turned it down. He's like, I thought you expressed a desire to have nothing to do with us. Sp- Xander, Spike said that. That hurts. Well, <laughs> it's because Spike had gone to that whole like monologue at the beginning of the episode about how he was done with the Scoobies and just because they helped each other out a couple of times, like doesn't mean that he's one of their lackeys that he can, mm. you know, they can call him any time they need to move a couch or something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, um, and so Spike goes to them for help and Giles is like, why should we help you? Yeah. And he's like, well, cause I helped you when you were a demon it's like, yeah, I was oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, like, no, right, I yes, I right. helped you. <laughs> oh, and Giles is to be like, no, you wouldn't help me. I had to pay you money. Yeah. Why so, should yeah. I help you now? Giles uses this whole situation as an excuse to get what's left of his money back. Yep. It's great. What Spike right, so... didn't use on groceries that he now has lost because he threw them at the initial. <laughs> Oh, man. you just know, too, it's just like those groceries are just like maybe some chips, but pig's blood and just a ton of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's all Spike lives off of. <laughs> all and right. Weetabix. Uh, 
Right. Yeah, of to course. Put the blood. In the blood. <laughs> All right. So uh, Buffy wakes up the next morning and Riley's actually there. Of course, like a callback to her other experiences with guys. This is like as bad Parker. as it could be. Yeah. As bad <laughs> as it could be. A little better with Parker getting coffee or something. And then like actually good with Riley. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's the same red sheets though. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is. Alright, so uh Riley shows that, you know, he's a real soldier because he doesn't ask any questions of Walsh. Buffy isn't like that and asks Riley what uh three fourteen is. Um uh, just Riley looks concerned and then Walsh calls him to track down Spike, obviously, because she's watching this. She doesn't she doesn't like that, that Buffy's asking questions. Nope. And she really doesn't like it because it makes Riley become a bit more interested in 314 as he walks by the uh, the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, hmm, what is that? Uh, Buffy so kind of puts this, this bug of a thought in his head of like, you don't have to do what they tell you just because they tell you. Right. And like, like, you what? should question things. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on down in the initiative. I don't think you're aware of all of it. <laughs> Oh, man. So in 314, um, they attach the arm of the demon that Riley and Buffy killed to Adam. And they discuss ridding themselves of Buffy because she asks too many questions. Not good. So back at Giles, they're digging around at Spike's back to get whatever he was shot without. Xander looks at it and he's like, that's a tracker. And like, oh, do you remember because of your soldier memory? And he's like, yes, but also it's blinking. <laughs> Um, doesn't willow do like a a spell not yet soon okay Okay. soon yes um so buffy returns um home from riley's just as willow returns home from tara uh because they were both out the night before but as they're talking um and kind of having a bit of a heart to heart. And I think this might be a scene where Willow's going to kind of be like, hey, by the way, I'm involved with this girl, Tara. Buffy gets called back by Walsh to track down a, quote, low level demon. Um, during this conversation, Walsh even says, like, yeah, you know, it's probably nothing to worry about. Sometimes it's a raccoon that sets off this tracker. Yeah. Um, they're like, and there's Buffy, a sensor, and usually yeah. it's just like a raccoon or a mouse or something. It's probably, mm-hmm. you know, small potatoes to a slayer like you, but, you right. know. And when she says this, out. she gives Buffy a, like, giant gun. <laughs> and Buffy's like, wow, you guys really hate raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, she also, also importantly, yes. gives her one of the uh, the com cams, the $20,000 right. com cams. Yes, very important. Um, so Walsh promises Buffy that when she gets back from hunting down this raccoon, that, uh, she'll fill her in a little bit more on what they're doing at the initiative. Um, bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So at Giles, Willow has been called over and she uses a spell to disrupt the signal from the tracker and it makes everyone's hair stand up on end. (laughs) Extreme static electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Which is great, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just such a funny little scene, you know? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. sense of funny visual. <laughs> um, let's see. So Buffy's going to hunt down this raccoon. When she gets there, she sees it's actually a demon and then another demon. And the demons that were being uh, worked on earlier in the episode and her gun malfunctions when she goes to shoot. And to top it all off, a gate falls behind her. So yep. she pretty much realizes, okay, I, I get set up. <laughs> um, and her calm thing falls to the ground. The heartbeat goes to zero. And it looks like Buffy has died. And uh, Professor Walsh does look a little, you know, sad. Definitely didn't want to kill Buffy personally, but it was more of a got to do what I got to do type of a thing, I think. What do you think? Honestly, I think it's more of like, oh, crap. Now I have to, you know, go tell Riley that his girlfriend's dead. And... All right, that's fair, too. I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I have to go have a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted Buffy dead. I'm like, I think that she's like, you know what? He's he's messing with my golden child, first of yeah. all. He's making him question things that I don't want him to question. I have put a <laughs> lot of time and effort into mind washing or like brainwashing him to mm. not ask questions, to not like question anything and just take whatever order I give him. Now he's asking questions. This girl's got to go. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so back at Giles, they remove the tracker and flush it down the toilet just as the commandos are closing in. Um. So when they to this they're in the middle of the street and the the uh tracker starts coming to them very quickly um and they're like wait where is he it's the middle of the day what's happening like you can't see him vampire it's the middle of the day why are you so freaked out (laughs) they're like bracing for impact (laughs) and then it goes past and they're like wait it went past and they're like oh god it's been flushed or, you know, the other logical thing, which is that the sewer system in Sunnydale mm-hmm. is, like, insane. He could have yeah. very easily just been in the sewers, but they just didn't bother checking. They're just like, oh, they flushed He's it. clearly up here. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. They're like, do oh, think no. like, do you not realize that you shot a vampire and it's the middle of the goddamn day? <laughs> and they don't even think to check the sewers. It just, it kills me. Oh, man. The initiative's not the best. We, we've the established this. Oh, man. They don't use their heads. <laughs> They've been brainwashed. Right. They can't think out of the box. That's why they think that a vampire's going to be running at them at 20 miles an hour. Just <laughs> a dead. dead sprint straight at them. All right. So we get to see that the comm cam just fell off Buffy. Um, so Buffy does what she does best. She slays the demon and she actually uses the malfunctioning gun to his, to her advantage, um, by electrocuting them, by throwing it into water. Um, back at the initiative, Walsh tries to say that the hostels killed Buffy. She kind of makes up this whole story that like she was gung ho about killing them and didn't want to wait for backup and you know, all this stuff. Um, in the background are the monitors of the comp cam and Buffy picks up <laughs> the camera, looks into it and lets Walsh know that she knows what Walsh did and that it didn't work. And as she says, you really don't know what a slayer is. Trust me when I say you're going to find out. And so it's Riley, touched. obviously, yeah, it's a great, great line. 
it's such a good moment. And it's like, I really want to like pick apart uh, Walsh's story. And it's like, how, how many different ways is this bullshit? Because, right. okay, Buffy, okay, first, the demons somehow escaped the initiative into the sewers and Buffy wanted to go after them. Okay, fine, fine. But do you think that if Buffy had decided to go all gung-ho and go after the demons herself, she would have taken one of the guns that she hasn't been trained on mm -hmm. and the $20,000 comm cam that she was told not to touch earlier? Yeah. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of holes. Um, <laughs> so obviously Riley's very betrayed by this and storms out. Um, but it's just such a great shot. I'm sorry. I just love yeah. this this shot because it's literally... Like, you have monitors, Walsh, Riley, and Walsh is feeding Riley this whole bullshit story. And Riley, because he is very tall, just looks <laughs> over Walsh's, uh, just looks over Walsh's shoulder as she's telling him, like, she's dead, I'm so sorry, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you just see, like, Buffy pick up the comm cam and turn it to herself. And Riley, like... I, I love it that Riley sees Buffy before mm. Walsh sees Riley. Or, sorry, before Walsh sees Buffy. Because mm. you immediately see Riley start to question everything coming out of Walsh's face while she's mm. right in front of him because he can see Buffy over her shoulder. Right. Like, it's just fantastic. So good. All right, so back at Giles, Spike says that he's going to stay until he figures out how to get the chip out. Uh, Buffy says that none of them are safe from the initiative after they betrayed her. Uh, at the initiative, Walsh evilly monologues about how hard she works and how the Slayer isn't going to stop her. And then she gets stabbed by Adam. <laughs> That's the end. Bad guy monologuing will get you killed or at least caught <laughs> in mm. season four of Buffy. <laughs> and when, uh, when she stabs Adam, just like, mummy. And then that's the oh. end of the episode. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What do you say about this episode? Uh, okay, so it has some great moments. Overall, I don't love the story. Mm -hmm. um, but it's incredibly plot advancing. So I'm yeah. going to give it a definite watch. Uh, and I'll probably give it around a seven. I give this an eight because of Buffy's badass uh, lines at the end after she picked up the com cam. Okay, yeah. like, Ooh, that, is, that is so good. That's that's yeah. what I'm here for. Buffy just being a badass. <laughs> but yeah, I obviously you gotta watch this. It's very important. The seemingly big bad of the season gets killed. And now And there's still there's, like half a season left. Yeah. Very weird. Um Obviously, we know that the actress who played Professor Walsh, she wanted out of her contract, right? Yeah. yeah. She wanted to do something else, which I get, but also, oh, it's kind of screwed, like, the progressive of the progression of the story, you know? Yeah, she was supposed to be the big bad of the entire season, mm -hmm. uh, but then she has to be let out of her contract early, so obviously they had, like... Basic. I mean, this is episode 13. There's 22 episodes in the season. So they mm. had to try to figure out, okay, what do we do with the other nine episodes in this season? Like, uh-oh. It's just like, yeah, it's so strange. And I, I will give credit to the Buffy, like, 
team where they're not like jerks. They let people leave because most shows wouldn't do that. (laughs) Most shows would be like, nope, you're under contract, so you're going to keep working for us. And that's kind of like they had two major hits Mm -hmm. Um, because, I mean, with Seth Green leaving, there were long running plans for his character and for Mm -hmm. like his and Willow's relationship and all that stuff. Um, So they they definitely had like two major hits on this season with Mm -hmm. people leaving unexpectedly. Yeah. And all the while uh, doing season one of Angel... And having mm-hmm. to deal with, um, is it, no, is it Glenn Quinn? Yeah, the actor who plays Doyle on it, yeah. Yeah, him leaving, or them. He had a drug problem. And he did. Yeah, they, they made him leave, which sucks, because we'll get to it, because we're going to cover season one of Angel after we're done with this. He is so good in Angel. He really is. Like, yeah. he really is great. And elite like him leaving sucks. Um, it does lead to good things like they are able to adjust and add certain characters in. Mm-hmm. But I love Doyle. He's one of my favorite characters in the Buffy universe. And it's sad that he um, had such a you know drug problem, which ended up actually ending his life. Um, yeah. Not long after he left Angel, which is just very sad. Very talented guy tortured artist soul i guess you know anyways back to nonsense and happier things uh season four episode 14 goodbye iowa this originally aired february 15th 2000 was written by marty noxon always a good sign and directed by david solomon so Buffy fills the Scoobies plus Spike in on what went down at the end of the last episode. Spike points out that she has just tragic taste in men, <laughs> uh, which I have to agree with. Um, that's a good call, given all, all that they know. Well, um, and he also loves to take digs at Angel whenever he's. Oh, home. yeah. <laughs> but in fairness, Angel lost his soul. <laughs> Yeah. So it almost ended the world. <laughs> so she does have just awful taste in men, um, given the circumstances. I don't think this was him playing mind games at all. I think he, this is like from the bottom of his heart, just Jesus Christ. I, I think it's a little bit that he, he likes taking digs whenever he can, <laughs> because it, it allows him to, to hurt the Scoobies without actually uh, making his head explode. So. Right. Oh, man. So Buffy is like, no, it wasn't Riley. And Willow's like, yeah, it wasn't. And Xander's like, um, I don't know. The evidence is stacking up. (laughs) Oh, man. So they agree that the entire group's in danger since they all know about the initiative. And this is all set in motion because Buffy asks too many questions. Yep. Um, Elsewhere, Adam escapes the uh, initiative. In my notes, I called it the Institute. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Correct. Just blame autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the group makes plans to hide from the initiative in Xander's basement. Uh, Giles says he doesn't want to and uh, doesn't think that the initiative would check his place. And just as he says this, Riley enters. <laughs> oh, man. 
like okay uh, uh point made move like, yeah <laughs> t minus one second <laughs> riley asks buffy to recap uh exactly what happened as he's torn between believing buffy and walsh um riley is unamused that spike is hanging out with the gang he's like in this whole confusion he's like wait He's like, you're Hostel 17. He's like, no, I'm uh, Xander's pal. I love Xander's pal. <laughs> He's like, Oscar, yeah, I'm your guy. <laughs> you gotta keep in mind, like, Spike is now back to wearing his regular, you know, tight black t-shirt, tight black jeans, and mm. uh, com- uh, uh, boots, like, like yeah. army boots. But yeah, yeah. Black and his, his patented leather jacket. Yeah. And... <laughs> and so the last time that Riley saw Spike was when they went in Doomed to stop the apocalypse in the right. school. But yeah. he was wearing the Hawaiian shirt and khaki shorts because yeah. he had shrunk his clothes in the wash when he tried to do laundry at Xander's place. So uh, Riley sees him and is like, wait, don't I know you? And Spike's like, oh, I'm just a pal of Xander's here. And you know what, bugger it. Yeah, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> Now that oh, clothes, you recognize me. <laughs> so Riley's like, what's he doing here? So he's like, leaving you swabs to your dramatics, thanks. I've got my stories on the telly for that. By the by, if you're trying to kill her. And then he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like, Spike, go watch your passions. <laughs> uh, so Riley doesn't want to believe that Walsh tried to kill Buffy. He's very distraught by his worldview being shattered and the implications that the initiative might uh, be bad. And he leaves. <laughs> so ugh, this is a sad scene. Adam comes upon a boy playing in the woods. He asks the boy what he is, like what Adam is. And the boy very nonchalantly is like, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, I thought so. <laughs> Um, he asked the, oh no, go ahead. So, he's, yeah, he's like, he asked the boy, like, how do you work? And the boy's like, I don't know, I just do. Um, the boy then asks him what the spike on his arm is for, and then there's ominous music, and the scene changes. So, fun fact here, uh, as horrible as the scene is, and what it leads up to, again, horrible. Um, the little boy in this scene is the same actor who on Boy Meets World played uh, Eric's, like, little brother, Tommy. Uh, oh, yeah. Eric, who's the older brother of Corey, one of the main... Mm. They, Eric's one of the main characters. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. He's just not, like, one of the immediate trio. Um, mm. But Eric, at one point, does, like, a... It's like a Big Brothers Big Sisters program, and mm. Tommy was his little brother. Right. Um, so it's the same actor, except now he has brown hair instead of red hair that he had in Boy Meets World. But I, I, when I, when I realized that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, I, I get it. I have a, my whole pin tr- tweet on Twitter thread is just famous people who are in Buffy or Angel. <laughs> so. Although he was like a child actor and now he's mm. not, he did come back and cameo in an episode of Girl Meets World. Um. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, he did. It was it was great. It was a episode called Mr. Squirrels Goes to Washington. Because Eric is uh plays with squirrels. But oh, uh it's 
yeah, it's this whole thing. If you haven't seen Boy Meets World, please go watch it. It's hysterical. Yeah, uh, it's there's, if you want to watch, okay, if you finish Boy Meets World and want to watch Girls Meets World, Girl Meets World, which is like the, the sequel series, mm. DM me on Twitter. There are like five episodes of Girl Meets World that are worth watching. They are all episodes where the characters from Boy Meets World come back. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Otherwise, the kids are just annoying, and mm. Corey and Topanga have a not entirely healthy relationship. Oh, um, no. <laughs> it's it's weird. They like to bash yeah. each other a lot, and it really confuses me. It's like, do these kids actually like each other? I'm yeah, this is not the same. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, if so if you want to get into Girl Meets World, DM me on Twitter. I will uh, give you a list of the five episodes to watch of Girl Meets World. <laughs> Does uh, Feeny come back in any of them? Yes. All right. Oh, you got to tell you got to DM me the the episode <laughs> Feeny comes back because I love Feeny. Feeny is in two episodes. Oh, very nice. He, he officiates a wedding in one of them, which is really cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So where was I? So in the initiative in three fourteen, Doctor Wallace is found dead by her assistant. Who finds her by slipping in her blood. It's pretty gross. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you, you didn't see her dead body on the floor? Guess not. Or the major pool of blood that you just tripped in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or the fact oh, that um, Adam's no longer on the table. Right. There's a lot that he just missed. <laughs> not a great assistant. No. But you know what? Walsh doesn't like people who ask questions since you might not like people who are very observant either. Maybe she brainwashed him. Maybe. All right. So the gang is holed up in Xander's basement. Um, they have a makeshift divide with sheets to, like, give people some privacy. They're getting on each other's nerves, being in such close proximity. Um, Buffy laments her boyfriend's situation to Willow and Anya, um, who try to help. Uh, though Anya says that <laughs> Anya says that Buffy can't have Xander as they're trying to help. Well, so Anya's like, really get yourself a, bore, a boring boyfriend, like Xander, but you can't have Xander. Yeah, I love it. I love Anya. She is so great. Like, she part is. of this rewatch for this podcast has just made me, like, fall in love with Anya's character so much. Like, every she line. Just, yeah. All right, so. Um, Xander comes down and tells him to turn on the news. Um, the news reports that Adam killed the boy. Obviously, the news doesn't know that it was Adam, but a boy was killed. Yeah. And he's killed by a way of getting stabbed. Um, so they think that it's the demon that they took out in the last episode, obviously, because they don't know about Adam either. Right. Um, so when Buffy figures that out, Buffy's like, I'm going to make him die in ways he can't even imagine. There's a beat. That probably would have sounded more commanding if I wasn't wearing my yummy sushi pajamas. <laughs> Oh, man. So Riley meets up with Forrest at their house and tells him that Walsh tried to have Buffy killed. They're both, like, very confused about this whole situation. Forrest, Forrest is suspicious of Buffy's intentions generally. Then they receive the news that Professor Walsh is dead. And Forrest immediately tries to blame Buffy. Yeah. Yeah, because, so, Walsh was killed, obviously, by getting speared through the heart by Adam um, 
Forrest is like, hmm, I wonder who spears things through the heart to kill them, Riley. It's like, and... I'm sorry, you think for a second that Walsh wouldn't have already, like, taken away Buffy's uh, access to get into the initiative mm-hmm. as soon as she thought that she killed Buffy? Right. Like... All right, so... Actually, no, right? We find out later that no. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I <laughs> wasn't thinking. <laughs> She's like, first it's... evil monologue, next revoke Buffy's access. Yeah. But, I mean, there was um, definitely, like, a good period of time between when Buffy was not killed, when mm-hmm. when Walsh was telling Riley that, oh, Buffy's dead, blah, 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 I'm so sorry, yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And between when uh, Walsh got stabbed. Like, it was a good period of time yeah. there. No, yeah. Riley sure. did not think that Buffy would have immediately just gone back to the initiative and tried to kill her. Right. All right, so um, Riley suggests that it's the Polgara demon that they hunted down in the last episode. But Forrest isn't really having any of that, and they get into a argument. Uh, Walsh's assistant, whose name is Engelman, who knew, uh, informs the soldiers that they have to wait for reinforcements from Washington before they go to hunt the demon down. But Riley's like, nope, screw that. Like, we're, we're going to get this Plugera demon. During the search, Forrest and Graham go into Spike's crypt. They see that he has a TV, so obviously he got electricity somehow. Um, really long extension cords, my guess. Yeah. Um, so they see the TV still warm. They go and open the tomb. Um, there's just skeleton in there and then they leave. And then Spike reveals that he was hiding underneath the skeleton, which is pretty gross, honestly. But also like very talented to be able to dive Mm. in and get under the skeleton and like, but the skeleton was, like, perfectly laid on top. Like, you would never yeah. know it had been moved. Right. Yeah. He must have it, like, rigged to easily do that. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, at the crime scene of where the boy was killed, Buffy and Riley reunite. Riley informs Buffy that Walsh is dead. Buffy puts together that the Palgara demon probably escaped and killed Walsh. She vows to stop it. Um, back on campus, Willow visits Tara. They discuss having fun with spells, which is, I think, a stand-in for hooking up. Um, kind of, yeah. At at this point, the, the network they were on was very against them showing, like, intimacy between, Mm. um, between Willow and Tara, so Mm. spells are definitely, like, a... I think they are doing, like, actual witchcraft spells, but at the same time, it's it's definitely a stand-in. Yeah. Which is, I mean, times have changed, obviously, because I don't think yeah. they'd have a problem with this at no. all now. Um, so this Willow wants to much, do... No. Sorry. Uh, this is very much where Buffy was like, uh, you know, I don't want to... Buffy helped in breaking down walls when it yeah. came to showing... Uh, LGBT relationships on television. Right. So, uh, Willow wants to do a spell to track down the demons. Um, Buffy pays Willie a visit at his bar, which is always great. 
Uh, <laughs> Willie is trying not to be a snitch anymore. So he says Buffy's going to have to punch him to make it look like he isn't, like, just openly dealing with Buffy. Yeah. yeah. Buffy, like, winds up and <laughs> Willie's like, oh, okay, ow, I'll tell you whatever you need to know. Before he even gets hit, which is great. Oh, yeah. um, Riley enters and makes everything not chill at all. Oh, my God. He's he's going through it. Um, he's pissed that the bar serves demons and even more pissed that he found Buffy there. Um, Ruffy, uh, Riley, Ruffy. <laughs> Ruffy. Uh, Riley pulls a gun. Right? Riley, what have I done? <laughs> Riley pulls a gun on a demon who's trying to leave. Um, it's an older lady demon. I don't know if it's a vampire or what. Probably not if she was afraid of getting shot. He's clearly not well. He's shaking and sweating and just generally being a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to. Buffy's able to calm him down and bring him back to Xander's without further incident. In Xander's basement, it's clear that uh, Riley's going through withdrawal. Uh, his state and the circumstances make him unsure of everything around him and his place within it, which is obviously, I mean, understandable. He's yeah. very confused. Um, so Xander and Buffy go undercover to discover what's happening, happening in the initiative. Uh, Willow and Tara go to do the spell. They each have a handful of sand or dust. I don't know. Uh, Willow closes her uh, yeah glitter. Willow closes her eyes and blows. Tara dumps hers underneath her bed and then pretends to blow. Um, the spell obviously fails because Tara didn't. So very strange as to why Tara wouldn't want this to to go off. Um, so yeah, back at the initiative. Fortunately, Buffy doesn't have her access revoked as we went through earlier uh her and xander take the elevator down to the to the initiative upon seeing it xander says i totally get it now can i have sex with riley too (laughs) which is again call back to the last episode yep oh man riley wakes up in xander's basement and finds out that buffy went to the initiative um willow tries to be like hey chill like it's fine, but he just throws Willow aside and runs upstairs. He, like, throws um, her into a wall. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's bad. Not good. Um, Buffy and Xander overhear that all the soldiers are withdrawing, and Riley is the only one who is still missing and hasn't been able to re-up. Um, at the bar, Spike orders some O-negative blood um, before being punched out by a demon. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Buffy um, accosts the assistant um, just as Riley enters and tells them the cameras are down so they can interrogate him. Uh, he tells Buffy that the pro- the secret project uh, 314 has escaped. Uh, Riley starts freaking out but is interrupted by Adam, who has returned. He says, you know, easy enough. They found him. Uh, and he found says a way that to he sneak out, found is, a way to sneak back in. Yeah, he says that he's three fourteen. Um, he wanted to learn about the world, but now he just wants to learn about himself. He delivers exposition about what he is by inserting a floppy drive into his chest. 
Oh my god. This is where, like, if you really want to date your show, include technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he says that he's a combination of demon, man, and machine. He also has a file for Riley and informs him that they are alike. They're both projects, uh, projects of Walsh. Um, before Adam can tell Riley Walsh's plan, Riley pulls out a gun, and they all fight Adam, um, but they get caught, they just get tossed around by Adam because he's super strong, and eventually Adam stabs the assistant and kills him and stabs Riley, like, in the side and wounds him very badly. Yeah. And then even Buffy, when she tries to fight Adam, Adam just, you know, just runs through her easily. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty scary, all things considered. Yeah. Um, Riley gets taken to either a military hospital or the initiative has a hospital in it. This part's a little unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy and Xander are kicked out, obviously. Yeah. Um, Spike, on the other hand, is tossed out of the bar. Um, and that is because he's been killing other demons so the demons in the bar are like don't ever show your face around here we're not going to kill you because we don't kill demons but you're kind of a dick spike um so this is probably where he's at his lowest he's not accepted by the demons or the scoobies granted he burned the bridge with the scoobies himself oh yeah they, they were willing Loudly to work with them. yeah <laughs> um buffy tells willow she's worried about riley um Without her and Walsh, she has nothing to hold on to. The final scene is Riley in bed, nursing his wounds, holding on to a scarf that Buffy had tied around Riley's hand earlier in the episode when he was going through withdrawals to help him not, like, scratch himself. Yeah. Um, so he's, he still has Buffy to hold on to, at least. So one thing about right. that that I don't think we mentioned uh, is that, so the initiative had been giving the the commando guys essentially um like special medications in their food mm. uh i guess right. it was meant to make them you know stronger faster potentially more compliant <laughs> right. um which is why not only does i mean i don't know exactly what the symptoms of withdrawal are i don't know if paranoia might be one of them but he was definitely getting um very paranoid about like you know, when he was going through that withdrawal, he's like, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. And, you know, mm. everything's just going crazy. And um, so he was like scratching the back of his hand and Buffy had put her scarf around his hand to get him to stop like scratching because he was going to literally like just break all the skin on his hand. Right. Um, so that's kind of the thing that he has to hold on to when he's in that um, military potentially initiative hospital it's really never made clear exactly where he's at yeah um, it's confusing just that like buffy can't visit him right but but for some reason forest can even though forest <laughs> sucks right, yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna I, argue I will, that point i will take every opportunity to remind everyone that forest sucks oh man well forest <laughs> may suck but what did you think of the episode um incredibly plot advancing so definitely give it a watch story-wise six i don't really like this one i don't know it's no i have a seven yeah that's fair which makes it kind of hard for the rest of the season (laughs) if you don't like the initiative because oh boy 
<laughs> this is why season four is definitely one of like my lower like if I were to rank the seasons on like overall, mm-hmm. um, it's one of my lower ranked ones. However, episodes like Fear Itself, Wild at Heart, um I, I've said it before. I don't I know it's tone deaf, but I love pangs. I just find it funny. Mm-hmm. Um maybe that's not a good thing to mention with the current political climate. But um right. It's it's tone deaf. I recognize that. We said it a million times in our review of it. I still think there are some fantastically fun pieces of that episode. Um, mm. Mainly around them trying to have the dinner. Right. Yeah. Um, just, just that piece of it. Um, but yeah, so... And then the next two episodes that we will be covering are, again, two of my favorites in this season. Mm. Um... So there are some great pieces of this season, but overall, it's definitely one of my lower ranked ones, just because I find the initiative to be stupid. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, man. So six, seven, and watch it because of the plot. Yes. All right. So that's the end of this episode. And I'm confident <laughs> that we're not going to lose it this time. This is going to be a very long episode, so if you've stuck around through yeah. the, throughout the whole thing, uh, thank you. Yes. Hour 40, oh my god. did almost two hours on these three episodes. You can tell we're a little rusty because we went so long. But yeah, it was a good episode, uh, I think, for the show. Jill, where can people find you online? Uh, if you want to go over to Twitter, um, like I mentioned before, you can DM me on Twitter if you want to know like the five episodes of Girl Meets World that are worth watching. Um, so I'm at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two N's. Awesome. And anything you'd like to promote before we get on out of here? No, I'm good. All right. All right. So you can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMAR. That's B-M-A-R-R. You can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. And on TikTok, uh, search Wicked Everything. Um, We haven't made a TikTok in a while, though, so I don't know. I, that's 100% on me, too, because I'm the person who makes the TikTok, so I shouldn't be like, we. I have not made one in a while. Uh, but maybe, maybe I'll get back to it. If enough people follow, why not? But, uh, yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for checking out this one. Bye. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.